0: Welcome to Mosaic Church, and thank you for joining us here online. To prepare for today's message, we encourage you to utilize the Mosaic Cincinnati app. There, you can view the message notes, put in prayer requests, and so much more. Enjoy the message. Let's dive into today, all right? We've been in a series called A Better Way, and how many of you have really gotten a lot from this series? I will be honest with you. I don't know if I've heard a better one since being here. Um, Pastor Joe's just been hitting it nail on the head week after week. And I think the biggest lesson that I'm learning from the series in general is that wisdom creates margin. Wisdom creates margin. And what I mean by that is this. I'll give you a story. All right. Um, my wife and I, we've been trying to plan a vacation. All right. How many of you know that's important? Plan a vacation, some time to rest, get away. Really important. Really important. And, you know, Ray and I have a very different way of viewing vacations, all right? I really just want to book something quickly. Um, I, you know, I look online and the first thing I see, I'm just ready to click, you know, let's go. Let's go and enjoy ourselves, all right? but Reagan's very different, Reagan likes to take her time, she likes to, you know, do some research, try and figure out, you know, what, what are we going to be doing there? How much is it going to cost? You know, do we have to rent a car? All this stuff, which is also super important, but takes a lot more time, right? I'm just like, let's just go, you know, and figure it out when we get there. But, you know, what I've learned is this, Reagan taking that extensive time to research, figure out where we need, you know, what we need to do, how much money it's gonna cost, all that stuff, makes our experience 10 times better than if we were to do it my way. Now, if we were to do it my way, we'd probably be spending a lot more money than we need to, but because she does what she does, our experience is so much more enjoyable because wisdom creates margin. It makes room for us to have better experiences in our life, right? Wisdom just helps us, it makes us better, it, it grows us. And so wisdom creates margin, and that's really what this series has been doing. We've been learning a lot about different things in our life, and we've been gaining wisdom from scripture on how to apply it, and now we have margin to grow as people. In our faith, in our relationships, even in our finances, right? Last week we talked about finances, and then who loves talking about finances at church? <laughs> yeah. Not a lot of people, right? I mean, let alone talking about it with ourselves. I don't know the last conversation I had with someone, where someone was like, hey man, what are you doing with your money? Like, break down your subscriptions, tell me what charities you're giving to. Like, we don't do that, right? Because it's a hard topic to discuss with people. But man, I'm just so grateful that we're a church, and we have an awesome pastor like Joe, who's not afraid to engage with that stuff, amen? Like, he's ready to talk about that, and we need to, because God wants to be a part of those things. And so last week, we talked about how we need to manage our finances and how we need God within that. And you know, it's funny because last week, I went to a conference where, funny enough, they talked about finances. They are like, hey, you as a pastor, you're preaching this to your congregation. What are you doing with your finances? How are you honoring God with the money that he's given you? and being an example to those that you preach to. And that was challenging. Like it really made, you know, made me have a gut check of man, let me check myself, right? That I need to be in accordance to what God wants in my finances as well, before I talk to anyone else about it. And you know, we had an awesome pastor come in and, and talk to us about that, and I loved the wisdom that he imparted on us. That hey, honoring God, giving God the tithe, and not seeing that as a suggestion but more of an obligation, what that does in my life, it creates margin. It builds a habit of generosity, amen? Like, that's why we give. You know, God doesn't need our money. <laughs> He's not going to McDonald's to buy Happy Meal after we give an offering. What he wants is to build a habit of generosity within us that we would look for the other before ourselves, right? that we would be aware of the needs around us and how we can meet them. And so it opens the door for us to build habits of generosity. And what that does is, man, it builds the kingdom of God. How many of you know you guys have been a part of that? Like, I am so grateful to say that, don't quote me on this, but maybe in a month, we'll be done with the Kids Wink. It'll be finished, the ceiling's going up this week, which is super exciting, and man, already we're seeing generous habits being formed that are building the kingdom of god now so many more kids are going to experience hearing the gospel at a young age and getting to experience god's presence in a real way because of your generosity man i've heard of some of you in the church that have given to the church to have kids go to camp isn't that awesome that you guys are building a habit of generosity that is changing the lives of our students so that they can go and experience God in a real way at camp. And man, we have an awesome team that's gone and given money and given of themselves to missions and go to Bulgaria. Like This is the stuff that the Lord is building in us, right? Wisdom that we're gaining from scripture is building a habit. It's growing our margin. And that is an awesome thing to see. And so today's not gonna be any different. We're gonna continue in our series A Better Way. And today we're gonna talk about how it is better to be known. And this one, it's really special to me. I love talking about our identity in Christ. It is so much better to be known by God. And I really believe that today's message is for everybody. I don't know where each of us are at in our faith, but here at Mosaic, we like to, um, a big value of ours is that church should be a three-chair church, meaning that it should be a place where non-believers, young believers, and mature believers can be together and learn about God. And so this message that we're gonna learn today is for everybody. I don't believe it's singled out for a specific person, but everyone can get something out of today. And so I'm praying that the Lord would speak through his word. And so I'm gonna pray real quick. Today we're gonna be in Psalm 139 and just ask the Lord to speak through us, all right? God, we are so grateful for your word. God, we are so grateful that we can learn how we can have wisdom in our lives that grows our margin. God, that makes our lives better, the world around us better. And so Lord, I pray that you would use your word to speak to us today. Challenge our hearts, Lord God. Challenge us to be better, to love you and pursue you better. And Lord God, may we be used by you to impact the world. So in your name we pray, amen. amen. Awesome, a desire to be known. We really, really, really need to talk about this. Because what we find in Scripture, throughout all of Scripture, from Genesis to Revelation, is that the main objective of God is to have relationship with people. Really, there is no other thing that God desires to do other than to have relationship with people. None of what we do coming in on Sunday and worshiping on stage or whatever makes sense if we don't realize that. That God desires relationship with you and I. There's no other objective. In Exodus 6, verse 7, it says, I will claim you as my own people, and I will be your God. That's a promise from God to you and I, that we are his and he is ours. We have relationship with him. But how many of you know that relationship takes being known, right? Like if you want real relationship with people, the best sort of relationship is when you know each other, when you have a mutual relationship understanding of one another, right? And man, we as people have such a desire to be known. Man, I, I'll, I'll look on social media sometimes and, and see different posts that people post, and you can just tell that people are craving to be known by somebody. To know that someone sees them, right? Cares for them, loves them, is paying attention to what's going on. We have such a desire within us to have that, and man, the moment we find someone that can do that for us, that can love us well, right, that will hear us and listen to our story and get to know us, man, it's so satisfying, right? We are so blessed today. Um, Reagan and I, we have some friends from out of town, Tyler and Morgan, Um, they are from Missouri, from where we were at before, and they've just been lifelong friends, really. Tyler was actually my first small group leader in college, which was so awesome. He really poured into my life, and we've been friends ever since. But Tyler and I, when we talk, we get real. There's no fluff, there's no like, hey man, how's the weather in Ohio, you know? Nothing like that. It's like, dude, what's going on in your life? How's it going? Hey, what's, what's something you're struggling with that I can pray for? Dude, what are you learning from scripture? What are you learning from your time with God? You know, that's the sort of relationship that we all crave for. We want someone that we can get deep with, that we can have real conversation with, right? And man, it's even gotten to the point where he doesn't even need to ask those things. It's automatic, we just like, hey man, this is what's going on, let me tell you. Hey man, can you pray for me for this, right? Because our relationship desires for us to be known by one another. And this is a fundamental truth, I think, of humanity. You can know how good of a relationship you're in by how well you really know each other, right? You can know how good of a relationship you're in by how well you really know one another. You know, um, growing up, my dad, I don't know why he liked this TV show, but he loved the newlywed game. I don't know why. it, It was a weird thing for me, but I really found that show pretty funny because you really find out pretty quickly who really knows each other, like how well the marriage is going. Like, do you know, you know, your husband's tendencies to babble on and on and on, right? Like, do you know that he doesn't pick up after himself? You know, different stuff like that you start to figure out. You know how well you have a relationship, how good your relationship is, by how well you know each other. And when we think about this truth in the context of a relationship with God, how many of us can say with confidence that we have a good relationship with God by how well we know him? and how well he knows us? That's a question we have to ask ourselves, is how well do I know God, and how well does he know me? That's a gauge of how close and how good our relationship is with him. You know, a a lot of us may feel like we struggle to connect with God, and I've been there before, where I've struggled to feel like, man, I, do I know God? Does he really know me? Does he know what's in my heart? And let me tell you, God doesn't, really, God doesn't really know us if we don't open up to him. It's a mutual thing that he gives and we give. And we're, like Tyler and I, we just allow ourselves to be known by one another. And so for our relationship with God to be real, we need to know him. And be known by him. And when it comes to this truth, I'd argue God is really holding up his end, right? Like, he's made himself very available. I mean, we have a a whole book about who he is, his character, what he values, his love for us. Like, we know God. I mean, if you interact with anyone in the church, hopefully, you have known the love of Christ by the way you've interacted with people. Even prayer, like, we we don't have a barrier between God and I, or you and God. We can talk to him freely and, and, and express ourselves to him. Like, God has made himself very available to us as people. The question is, though, have we made ourselves available? Have we allowed God to know us? Have we opened up and said, God, know me. Here's what I have. Look what I have. You know, if we were to all answer that question honestly, we'd probably say that there is stuff that we have hidden from God. There's probably parts of our life, or maybe our life completely, that we've said, man, I don't want anyone near. And we've maybe even said that to God. And church, I want to encourage you today. God is waiting to come and have relationship with you. He wants to know you. He wants to know every single part of you. He's opened up himself not for any gain of his own, but rather to know you on a real, in a real way and on a real level. And what we find is that, man, when we don't open up, when we're in relationship with someone that we feel like we really don't know, those relationships become really dissatisfying, right? They don't seem to measure up the way that we thought they would. You know, how many of you have been in a relationship before where you're like, man, this person and I, we're just not connecting. Like, I feel like maybe I'm sharing a lot, but they're not really opening up to me. You know, I've been in dating relationships like that where it's like, man, I, I just don't feel like I am comfortable opening up myself to this person. I don't really feel known by them. I, I don't really feel seen by them, right? And that, what happens is that we feel dissatisfied. We feel sort of empty with the relationship, right? And man, I love what David says in Psalm 139 because it makes it very clear and known that we can be known by God. Like that can be our reality today. So in Psalm 139 verse one, it says this, "O oh Lord, you have examined my heart and know everything about me. You know, when I sit down or stand up, You know, my thoughts, even when I'm far away, you see me when I travel. And when I rest at home, you know, everything I do, you know what I'm going to say, even before I say it, Lord, and you go before me and follow me. You place your hand of blessing on my head. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too great for me to understand. That is an awesome encouragement. And hopefully all of you receive that today, that you can be known by God. That's our reality as people. And so a lot of you are probably looking at me like, man, what are you talking about then, Pastor Soby?" Like, clearly scripture says that we are known by God. How, how can we not be known by God? He created us, He formed us. He knows every part of us. And although we know that truth, I feel like there's still a lot of us that feel disconnected to Him, right? we still don't feel like we have true relationship with God. Or maybe that that relationship we may have, but it doesn't feel complete. And here's the reality of God. God is all-knowing, but he's not intrusive. He knows everything about you, he does. But he's not an intrusive God, he doesn't force himself upon you. You know, I had a friend, who was diabetic um, we were really close and recently just found out that he was diabetic and just went in for a checkup a couple weeks ago actually and you know we've been friends for a very long time like we share everything together and we have really close relationship but this thing he didn't share with me you know didn't really ask for prayer like he usually did and and kept really quiet to himself. And I remember finding out from another friend that this was going on. That he went in for a checkup, results weren't looking really better um, than his last checkup. And so I got really concerned and I talked to another friend. Who we, you know, we share a mutual friend, and this friend was sharing like, "Hey, this is what's going on." I felt like in my, in my heart, like, man, this this seems wrong. Like we we're close. Like this is a guy that would come to me before. Why has he not come to me now? And there was a level of like dissatisfaction with that reality, that man, someone that I'm supposed to be close with, it seems like I'm not. It seems like we're distant. And honestly, that's how God feels about us, is that God may know everything about you, but he wants you to be known by him. He wants you to be known. And man, if there's one person we should desire to be known by. It should be the person that knows us the best, right? The person that knows every hair on your head. The person that formed you in your mother's womb. That's the person that we should be known by. That we should have a relationship with. And so it's funny how David ends Psalm 139, right? He begins it by saying, Oh Lord, you have examined my heart and you know everything about me. But then he ends Psalm 139 with this. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. So David, at the beginning of this chapter, says, God, you know everything about me. And yet he still asks God to search him. He still asks God, know my heart. Test me. Search me, God. And what I think he's saying here is that being known by God is less about knowledge and more about vulnerability. Being known by God is less about knowledge and more about vulnerability. It's more about opening up ourselves to him. God doesn't desire to know random information about you. He wants real relationship with you. He wants to know the depth of who you are. And again, God is not intrusive. He's not gonna pull that out of you. He's going to wait and allow you to bring that to him, allow you to want to be known by him. To be known by God is opening up ourselves and letting him into our hearts. It's giving him access to every part of our being and saying, Lord, whatever I have is yours freely. Search me and know me. And so if we want a better way, if we desire a better relationship with God, whether we don't have one or maybe we've just started having one or we've been in one a long time, but we want that to be better, what we have to do is say, Lord, have my heart complete. Search me. Know me. I open up myself to you. And so how do we do that? How do we become vulnerable with God? You know, I believe that vulnerability is really just expressing our heart. Just expressing our heart to God. Talking to him about what we have going on. And saying, Lord, man, this is what I have. God, this is the hurt that I'm going through. God, these are the circumstances that I'm trudging through in life. God, these are my questions my anxieties, the things that I'm struggling with. Man, it's also giving him thanks and saying, God, you're worthy. You're so good to me. It's opening up our heart to him. In Revelation chapter three, verse 20, Jesus says, look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and I'll share a meal together with you as friends. Again, God's not gonna bang down your door. He's not gonna bang it down. What he's gonna do is he's gonna allow you to desire to be known by him. Because he wants that. He wants relationship with you. And so when we start to allow ourselves to be known by God, we'll find it easier to build a relationship with him that can last. And so church, as we close today, My encouragement to you is this. If we desire a better way, if we desire to know God on a real way, in a real way, on a real level, we need to allow ourselves to be open. And I know that's hard for us as human beings. Because here's the thing we have, in some ways, attributed what we've experienced in this world to a loving father, right? We've experienced hurt in our lives by people that we trusted. We've experienced, you know, maybe dissatisfaction in our relationships with people that are near to us. And we think that we can't have anything better with God. Whether we think that in our minds or we just think that out of habit. But man, the words of the Lord today, Psalm 139, is that He desires to know you. He desires to know every part of you, not just the good, not just the facts, but every single aspect of who you are. And all he's asking is that we would open up ourselves to him and say, Lord, search me, know my heart, test me, know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything to me that offends you and lead me where you desire. It's a good and perfect things for me. And so this week, as we go into the week, I encourage you during your time with God as you, as you meditate on this, right? As you meditate on really all that we've learned in this series, take time and say, Lord, I desire to be known by you. I open up myself to you. And man, that may require opening up doors that you don't wanna open. It may require opening up things that you thought were gone but are still there that you have to deal with. And honestly, there's no better person. There's no better way than to do with a loving father. And so church, I am so encouraged by this message. Even for myself, that man, I've been following God for a long time, but I want my relationship with him to be better. And I know, even within myself, there are things that I'm hiding away, places that I have not opened up, that I need to open that door. I need to say, all right, Lord, come in. Let's talk. Let's be real. No more of the fluff. No more about the weather. But, man, let's go to the nitty-gritty. And so, church, go ahead and bow your heads this morning. Again, I, I really feel that this message is for anybody. Not just for the Christian, but even the non-Christian. And there may be some of you here today, whether it's in, here in person or online, that you would admit, man, I have no sort of relationship with God. Never desired it. Or maybe you've just fallen away and just said, it's, it's really not something I, I really think I need. What I've learned in my life is that Truly, to be known by God, to have relationship with Him has made all the difference. My life has looked completely different because I'm known by God and I desire to know Him. And so I pray that this message today would encourage you that no matter what part of the faith journey you're on, that you can be known by God in a real way. And so there may be some of you here today that, you know, you've heard this message and you desire to respond to that. And you're like, man, this sounds good. Like I want someone real to know me, to know every part of me, not just the good, but maybe the ugly and the bad. And you're here today wanting that. I'm just going to encourage you. It's here for the taking right here and right now. And so all heads are bowed and all eyes are closed. In Romans 10, it says that if we confess with our mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that he raised from the dead, we can start to have a relationship with him. Jesus came, he died on a cross for the things that we have done that separate us from God, whether it's knowingly or unknowingly, he bridged the gap between people and a perfect God. And he did that out of his free will, not because he had to, but because he loves us. And so if that's you today and you're like, man, I wanna receive that. I wanna start a new life with Christ today. I wanna start to have relationship with him. I'm gonna ask you to raise your hand and simply I'm gonna pray for you where you're at. And so if that's you, go ahead and raise up your hand now. And we're gonna pray. Thank you, thank you. Is there anyone else? Awesome. God, we are so grateful for how good of a God you are. God, we're privileged that you look on us and you desire to not just see us but know us. You desire to be a part of our lives. And so God, I thank you so much for this hand that was raised today that also desired the same, to know you in the same way you desire to know them. God, I pray that in this moment they would feel your love in a real way. or oh God, that they would start to live a life in pursuit of you. God, that they would aspire to grow in relationship with you, to know your character, your love for them, your values, what you desire for them. And God, I pray that as they do that, that they would start to be known by you. And Lord God, that you would reveal parts of their life, aspects of their, their life that you see. Lord God, your will for their life. God, their talents and abilities, your, their calling. God, I pray that all of these things will come together as they pursue you. God, I'm so grateful for your church. God, I'm so grateful for what you're doing here at Mosaic. Heavenly Father, I pray that this message would sink in. God, that we are people that desire to be known whether we know it or not. Not for specifically any bad reasons, but Lord God, we just have a hunger to have relationship because you created us for that. And so Lord God, I pray that we would start by having a relationship with you. God, I pray that we would open up ourselves to you completely. God, whatever doors we've been closing, God, I pray that we would open them this week. God, I pray that you would challenge us to not be hidden from you and be open the same way you've opened yourself to us. And so, Lord, I pray that as we leave, Lord God, and even come back next week, that we would look changed completely because we have further and deeper relationship with you. So, Lord, it's in your name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us for today's message. We look forward to having you back next week.